0: We're John and Nissan, the presenting sponsor of Off the Huzzle podcast. And this month, you can get the all new Nissan during the Nissan Now event. Finance the all new 2022 Nissan Sentra for 3.9% for 60 months. Or check out and pre order the redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Make sure to head on down to John Nissan at 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. Or visit them online. At ReginaNissan.ca. Your starting lineup Turner Ripplinger, Troy Koser, Tory Coglin, and your host, Drew Koser. Presented by Nissan Regina. Here is the Off the Huzzle Podcast. Hey, everybody, we're back from the episode of Off the Huzzle, episode 115. My name is Drew Koser. I'm your host. Not joined by Turner today or Troy, but we head south and we got Tory Codlin joining us again. Uh, Full agenda today. It's going to be a quicker pod intro today. I had a long interview today with a beauty. He's won everything in the world of golf in Saskatchewan. Uh, Great dude. So we'll get to the podcast right now. Tori, what's up, my man?
1: How much, big boy? What's going on? Well, I'll tell you what's up. It's my birthday. Happy birthday, me.
0: How come you just ignored my text today, too? Appreciate that.
1: I responded. I sent you a fucking wicked video for you to show the boys
0: oh okay yeah, well, again, suck on that happy birthday again well thanks buddy you turned 29 Which, 31 you turn
1: uh 22 but wow. nice not a big deal no well, you no that's afraid. probably that's that's why we're kind of cutting it quick here the this evening um interview went a little longer and the time changed and all that shit and I'm getting spoiled on my birthday by me buying the steak and me cooking the steak. So I got to cook the fucking steak. So that's 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 my happy birthday to me.
0: Okay. Well, also before you have birthday, we got to mention that this is a Nissan driven podcast. Number one place to get next vehicle, oil change, or any vehicle related needs. Located on 1111 Broad Street, inner giant Saskatchewan. It's time today. Make the switch to drive Nissan. All right, Tori. Uh, it's your birthday. It's your birthday, Tori. It's your birthday. Uh- Oh, uh, it's a birthday. All right. So, uh, good luck tonight. Uh, Tori, I want to bring up I know you're the golf yeah, that, that guy here. <laughs> here, but uh, it is
1: Masters week. The Green Jack. Fuck yeah, it is. Here wow. we go, boys. Best week of the year.
0: Rumors has it confirmed Tiger Woods is playing. Uh, that is awesome. Intense. It's uh, I think anything, everything that everyone that loves golf. Or even plays golf lives for so tiger woods the goat uh is in is i know in.
1: i said we got we got to go quick here but we got to talk about this for a sec
0: all right let's shoot
1: why do they not just let him ride a cart or one of those scooters or something i mean he is the man
0: it's augusta man I pat, know.
1: pat perez said on another podcast he said i'll drive the fucking cart <laughs> i owe everything i have to him like, no one would. There's zero players yeah. in that field that that would not, that like, that would have a problem with him riding a cart. Let him play, ride a cart.
0: Is that what it was? So he needs a cart to play?
1: No, he's probably going to walk and he's probably going to struggle. But I'm just saying, let him ride a fucking cart. Have someone drive him through the fucking Pine Straw or something. I don't know, but
0: make it easier for him just to like get around. That's,
1: Dude, that is instantly going to triple or quadruple the viewership. If he's in the field, people will watch. He doesn't move the needle. He is the needle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it is exciting that he is going to play, I hope. And like, he's just, I think he's the best. So, I mean, like he's going to have a chance to win, whether he's been playing, uh, he's been hitting golf balls for a while now. So like he must, he's not just showing up and not playing for like nine months. Like he's, He's prepared somehow.
1: Yeah. So, like he played well in that in the uh father-son thing.
0: That too. Yeah. Like, like he's he's not just walking in here like he just played, you know, eighteen holes at the duel. You know, like he's gonna show up yeah. and, and 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 he's ready to play.
1: Dude, he he ain't playing if he's gonna embarrass himself. He he knows if he can play or not.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh quick Who you got? About, uh, well Tiger Woods now.
1: Yeah, T dub. <laughs> I'm trying the to think of
0: some guys that are like like is speeth is speeth playing?
1: Spieth, Yeah.
0: Like Jordan. Like can like can Jordan find a way to 100% win. 100 percent
1: He's he's starting to heat up.
0: I love that guy, man. I think and he's also a man missile with a hat on. Hat off. Mm. Hat on, <laughs> rockets. <Like, laughs> keep that on. But I mean hey, Scheffler's
1: been on fire.
0: Scotty Scheffler, yeah. Like who are the Canadians that to can just buzz around over there? Like Mac Taylor? Corey,
1: Corey Connors, Corey Mac Connor. Hughes.
0: Did I say Mac Taylor, Nick Taylor, Mackenzie Hughes? You said
1: Mac Taylor, but yes,
0: um,
1: Mac Hughes. Mac Taylor. Fuck that up, Mackenzie um, Hughes. Fuck, I know for fuck's sake.
0: I said Mackenzie Hughes, Nick Taylor. All right.
1: But hey, you know, you know who I have? We we did a draft with uh, my dad and two of my college golf buddies. Uh-huh. Did a little four man draft. I, I took Abe Anser. Really yeah
0: his wedge game gross. you see that video of dale post the other day the dog wondering.
1: father posted that thing on instagram i saw that i was like holy <laughs> shit i gotta that thing take had
0: off. some cheese whiz on that thing that thing oh my god and it was low it was a low was runner low unbelievable. Runner.
1: i've never seen that that was just that was straight up cheating that's all Good that was
0: on a string okay before you get in trouble uh, i want to touch on the city am in regina full within like eight minutes Woo, so i was go. a top 12 finisher for like the last three years so and i didn't play because to the covid whatever so i got in again but i didn't uh like i was just i got late to my emails didn't get in but i don't think i could play anyhow which is unfortunate but i'm i'm coaching uh the brick team this year so i won't be able to play many tournaments but i'm happy that everyone got in that's going to be a fun tourney to a hell of an event put on by the regional dental group uh deer valley and where else is it this year Oscar? Murray. Murray? One of those two. Yeah. Regardless. It's a hell of a tournament. So if you're playing, good luck. Uh, I know Nippon's buzzing. People are, I think it's full already. Like it was full already. It
1: filled too. up in it filled up in 14 minutes. It was like selling tickets to a fucking U2 concert.
0: So that one's good. Um, what else did I want to bring up? The storm, the polybute storm, my team are now. Uh we won the division. Here we go. And we went up north and played on a Friday night at the Rodham took one took, took game one uh two one in regulation lost last night in overtime the tough one they're kind of stung but would have been nice to go up two zero oh, going back to their barn but one one series heading north again um
1: gonna win in five I told serious. you I just I messed up I messed up the first game I said you guys were gonna lose the first game but then win four straight so you won the first game, but then you lost the second game. You're going to win three straight. See you later. Have, have a good day, Quakers.
0: Regardless, it's been a hell of a season, and I'm, I'm happy for uh, my players. Are, are, it's a great group, a lot of fun so far. So, um, yeah, another couple of weeks here, keep buzzing around. So that's the local junior hockey talk. And if you're not doing anything right now, all you can go watch now in this area of town is the Palabute Storm and the Regina Pats. So... That's it. No one else. Check this out. I wanted to bring up a point. Oh, I got a we got one f- request in from a listener, Jahan. We Jay-han. have listeners. Listener, ba da Oh, he goes. Congratulations on the big win. As far as topics, this is this is for more Drew. In coaching, what was the hardest part of the finals and being able to come home with a W? Okay, so quickly, Jayhan. As I mentioned, uh, we were the division finals champions. Uh, and then now we're playing in the lead finals. Um, the hardest part of the final, the division finals, I'll say. Uh, just adversity, boys buzzing like that. Th- that's tough to uh, get guys up. You know when things go a little sideways, you got to find a way to just keep positive and and just keep playing. So very similar to golf, right? Like you hit, you have two bad holes, you you continue to be frustrated. Things are probably going to go south. So got to be positive, uh, keep the boys up, keep it light, and yeah. So, that's oh, yeah. right. Also, the Masters talk. If you could only play one hole at Augusta, which one would it be? What's the par? What's the Amen? Nah, the one that uh, Phil Mickelson, Bubba Watson, those shots over that little river coming through. it a par 13. five. Thirteen. That hole. That's the hole I'd play.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Dog leg left, par five, two tier green, nasty. Hey. I'll tell you this, and I know the only person I know for sure that's been there is Cobes, but the shoot, like the landing area where your drives go, that bitch is narrow. all right? It looks wide on TV. yeah, but if you actually like put it down there with a driver, mm-hmm. that fucking thing is about as wide as my kitchen. like it, it is tight. Mm-hmm. Like you guys, everybody out there listening go there, go there one time and go for a practice round. Cause you can see a lot more during a practice round. It is unbelievable to see in real life. I've been three times, I think three, maybe four, I don't know, but you gotta go. You have to go and see it in real life. It's, it's not even real. It's like, a, it's like a, some sort of fake world.
0: Fake world. Okay. Three more quick points here. I think that's all we have time for. Uh, you didn't pick a winner yet. Didn't I pick one?
1: I don't think so. Oh,
0: I said Jordan Speed.
1: Oh, Space? Okay. Space. I'll go. Uh, bu, 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 bu. I picked Ron last week, and that was a screw up. Let me go uh, Colin Morikawa. Boom. Okay. Next
0: one. Uh, next three points here. NHL quickly. Uh, Dry Sutter about 50 last night. Matthews has 51 right now. Um, Connor, Connor Bedard in the Western Hockey League. Has 45 goals, I believe, or 50, 46 goals in 40-some games. Uh, he's pretty good at hockey. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's he's nasty. So uh, that, that was NHL, that was Western League, Storm, Wagon. Uh, come watch the boys. And lastly, our guest today. Our guest today is one a ton.
1: Speaking of dry saddle, used to live with our guest.
0: Yeah, used to live with our guest, Bill at House. Uh, Mike Medano, ever heard of that guy, Mr. America? Um yeah, our and guest today from Prince of Albert. Shocker that he's good at golf in that, that neck of the woods. Yeah. Prince Albert. Uh, Martin Ring. Winner. Color commentator for the Prince Albert Raiders. What, what doesn't this guy do?
1: Hey, I, I, I want to say two quick things. First of all, I'm pissing myself. I didn't ask for any Riles stories. Next time. Uh, I want to say three things, actually. Sure. Second of all. Uh, is there anyone in PA with a handicap over two? Uh, <laughs> no. now That's I good. forgot my third point. I got too many points here, but yeah, this guy's a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner.
0: Winner, good win- guy, nice to play with. dinner.
1: Consistent Martin Ring, as a motherfucker.
0: Episode 115. Again, happy birthday to Tori. Send a oh, message.
1: Third thing. Third thing, because it's my birthday and I got to cook real quick here. Uh, we're not going to do a post show. We're not going to do a post show? No. no, we're not doing a post. Well, I'm not doing them. You can do one.
0: <laughs> all right. No post show. There it is. Okay. Here is Martin Ring episode 115. Hope you enjoy it from all our good sponsors and listeners.
1: Happy Masters week, boys.
0: Enjoy it. Peace. See ya. Off the Huzzle is proudly presented by Cutter & Buck Clothing. Cutter & Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it will be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter &
1: Buck on all their social media platforms.
0: All right, we're pleased to have on today from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. He's won a ton, a lot of lobsticks and just an all, all, all around winner. I looked at his notes here. It's incredible. Um, I'm excited to chat with this guy today. I just met him a minute ago, Martin ring the ringer, uh, entered up on the podcast today.
2: Oh, thanks a lot for the invite. Uh, you yeah, know, when Tori reached out to me, I, uh, I jumped at the opportunity. I've listened to a, to a few of them, obviously, especially, you know, the guys like Greg Swenson last year, just winning the Northern and, uh, Ashley Zygman, Colin Colbin. I mean, these are guys I've been competing with for a few years now.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, I was just saying off the record, you know, we want the best on the pod. So, you know, why not get, uh, get Martin Ring on and we're happy to have you today. So, um, you know, we're going to get to a ton of what you know, accomplish in your career. And, you know, it, it's incredible. I never will get as many as the wins that you have on here. I just know that it's not being negative. It's just being a realist. Uh, but Martin, first off, what's new with you, what's going on and what's happening in your world?
2: Well, in my world, uh, I, I am retired or kind of semi-retired, I guess. I've got a part-time gig working for a local grocery store, delivering groceries through the winter here and looking forward to golf season. And then once golf season hits, that's it. I'm, I'm full-time golf. I think I've got about eight tournaments on the schedule for this season coming up. It's going to be full we're ho- We're we're hosting the Sask Amateur here at Cook this year too, so it's it's a hard one to not play in, uh, you know. But I am senior aged, so I get to play in the senior events as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to those. I played my first provincial senior last year and we ended up going to nationals, and it's just been a blast.
1: I got 13 years. Then look out, look out, <laughs> Sask Golf, I'm coming.
0: <laughs> well, you guys have, I would say. Uh, maybe I'm, I don't know if I'm wrong, but probably in the top five, top four, maybe courses in the province cook, I, I would say, but it's mant up there. I yeah. love it there. You top know, obviously three. I'm
2: going to, I'm going to be a little bit biased. I, I think when, if you're, if you're comparing the public courses, I think cooks in the top three for sure. Uh, you know, I yeah. mean, it's hard to match up with, with the riversides and, and wascanas and such as, as the private clubs, but you know in the, in the municipal world, uh i think cook is uh, arguably second to none
1: top two for sure
0: yeah you know i've had a lot of success actually at crux so it's my, one of my favorite courses so we'll just leave it at that it's, it's probably the top two in the in the province um uh, martin i want to go back now and i'm sure you listened to a few of these but a young martin ring uh growing up in prince albert i'm sure you're watching the the prince albert raider games as a young guy um, you know, playing golf, you know, walk us through what you were doing, maybe the shenanigans you get up to as, as a young Martin ring.
2: Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. I kind of took a di- little bit different path to get to, to get to the competitive world of golf. And uh, I didn't play much as a junior. I, you know, I played, a, obviously I played a bit and, and my dad loved the game. He was never any good at it, uh, but he, he loved the game and and we started out at, there was a little part uh, par par three nine hole course it was actually called riverside uh but it was a sand green course just outside of the outside of the city and my dad used to love to go out there and i started hanging out with him it had sand greens at the time and then they went from sand greens to uh to turf greens which i mean it it was it was kind of funny it was it was like holing out in a in a sink the ball would just continue to roll around until it finally dropped in the hole. but uh it, it was uh you know that's where I kind of started. I never played a tournament till I was 19 years old, and so oh. it's kind of kind of neat that way. Um, I I used to play a lot of tennis. Uh, I played a lot of hockey, uh, but ten I played a lot of tennis when I was younger, and then I got into the golf golf side. And like I said, I didn't play my first tournament till I was 19. My father-in-law. Uh, I wasn't married at the time. I was I was dating my wife and. And he found out that I played golf and he said, Well, why don't you come out to a to a tournament? So I did, and my wife has never forgiven him since because <laughs> <laughs> I started playing tournaments at that point and and haven't stopped. And I think the last tournament I I, I might have missed uh might have been our, our wedding weekend. So that's some 36 years ago. Wow.
1: I think you should have played. Just <laughs> well, congrats
0: on 36. That's a lot. That's a hell of a run. Good job.
2: Yeah, no, thanks.
0: Martin, I want to go to a year that I was born uh, the willing Cup I love these stories we've had guys on like Dean oh. Brown and uh, I believe Cobes and you know Dillette. we've had a lot of guys that have been on teams you know it looks like you've been on a team and a handful of them but the year I was born in 1995 sorry, Asia the first one in the cup team walk us through your uh, your experience there with uh, I believe Cobes and those guys and yeah
2: it's a great story and uh, so 1995. The amateur was at Cook Municipal. Uh, I had never played in the Uh, Sascam. I was 32 years old. And uh, the guys at work, my career was Canada Post. And the guys at work said, well, why aren't you you playing in this tournament that's coming up? I said, well, I, I don't have holidays. So the guys switched around some holidays so that I could have the week off. And back then, you played three rounds in the amateur. And then you had three rounds in what they called the Wellington Cup team trials. And Colin Colbin actually won the amateur in 1995 at Cook Municipal. Shocker. (laughs) Yeah, that's a shock. And then uh, so then we go off to Saskatoon to the Willows to play the final three rounds of the Wellington Cup team trials. And like I said, this is my first amateur. I've made the cut. I'm going to the team trials and I'm rooming with my buddy, Ron Stewart. And, and away we go. We go to Saskatoon. And I just posted, uh, well, I, I shot 72, 72, 72 at, at the Willows. Oh. It was, you know, boring. it was boring. <laughs> but, but at the end, what happened at the end was uh, I, I knew I was close and we're playing the 18th hole, and I had a buddy caddying for me. I said, I, I don't care where this ball goes. I've got to get it over the green because there was water short. And so I blast this second shot. Well, if it doesn't one-hop into the back bunker. And so now I'm standing, oh. in, this, standing <laughs> Shit. in this bunker looking at water out in front of me, and I'm thinking, how am I going to play this thing? Do I want to splash it out? Do I, do I want to take a little chip at it? I decide I have to splash it. So I splash it out and it hits the green and takes one hop and starts trickling down towards the hole and just kind of goes by the hole by about four feet. So now I got a four-footer to, to save my par and I make it. And now I'm sitting on the hill watching the other guys come in. Cobes is in the last group. And if he doesn't dump his in the water, yeah, and I knock him off the off the team. That was the last year that they did the Wellington Cup team trials. And so the Sask amateur champion, Colin Colbin, did not make the team. But Martin wow. Ring, the first timer, uh, gets on the team. And it was interesting. You, you mentioned a couple of names there. Uh, but that team that year was uh, Dean Brown, yeah. Ken Rogers, Cam Bergen, and myself.
0: That's a hell of a squad downtown and uh, the, the old Regina,
1: the, the Regina PA tag team.
2: Exactly. And off to Toronto, we go to the Toronto Golf and Country Club. So it was pretty cool.
1: So that last, Marty, hole, Marty was, just out of curiosity at, at, at the Willows, did you guys do all three rounds on the same side? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. So we did. Bridges, Zena. Was, was that, that guessing? the
0: last hole too? The 18th hole? Was that like at Willows, right? With, with yep. the bunker in the back? I hold out of there to go to a playoff with Sealander, I believe, in junior golf. That That is oh, an intimidating golf show.
2: Oh, it was crazy. I mean, I I just, I was just, I was shaking hitting, <laughs> hitting that shot. Never mind the putt, but <laughs> so it was, it, that was pretty cool. And uh, I couldn't play in the amateur the next year and uh, it just wasn't working out. So then I played in my second amateur and made the team again.
1: Wow. Shocker. That's like a shocker. So, so speaking about putts, we we have to address your putter. What yeah, what are we doing missing.
0: here? I was reading that. I was like, Are we sure we should have this guy in are, the pod? Little little are, old as putter
1: is. Are are you your putter is older than Drew?
2: My putter, but, uh, my putter is forty years old.
1: Oh, you know, it's older than me too. Then that makes me feel young.
2: So but, so quick story on my putter. I. uh we get married in, in 1985, and as most new couples, you don't have a whole lot of spare change kicking around, and you're either renting or you're trying to buy your first house, et cetera, and, and I was getting grumpy with my putting, and, and I was kind of thinking, well, I got to get a new putter, and my wife looked at me, and she said, you are not buying a new putter, like, forget it. <laughs> We're not spending money on a putter. You go and get that thing re-gripped or do something so that's what I did I went and got it re-gripped and I got it re-gripped in May of of uh, 1994 and 1994 is when I won my first lobstick, and I've had that putter in my bag ever since it's a pinnacle blade it's got two tungsten weights one on the heel one on the toe and it's short it's uh, got it like a a 30 inch shaft on it. And uh, it's been in my bag ever since. I've never tried anything else since.
1: I heard you've got a backup in case, in case something happens to it.
2: I do. I, a buddy of mine at work, uh, that was, it was a retirement gift from him. He got on eBay and he, he found the exact putter on eBay and he bought it and he kept it in his closet until the day I retired. And then he handed it to me. He says, you might need this someday. Okay. wow so that's got, awesome so i've got a back backup pinnacle blade
0: i can't that is believe so cool. you've never let you never even like tried another putter no
2: wow no. it's uh yeah i i've changed the grip on it a few times i've gone to the fat grip i'm i'm in a medium-sized grip right now and uh yeah, yeah the only thing yeah, no, I've never changed putters. The only thing that I changed was my my putting grip, and that uh, that little tidbit of information came from Ron Stewart. I was playing with Ron one night, and I was <laughs> I was fighting the putting, and believe it or not, Tori, I, that, but uh, and and Stewie said, ah, try the reverse overlap, and so I've gone to the reverse overlap, and I've I've never tried anything else since. So I, I'd listen to him. I wish
1: he would give me tips. <laughs>
2: i'm trying well, to help him out with his chipping still so <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay well the reason why i asked about if you change it because it, it it wouldn't make sense because i'm just going to go off some of these notes here um you know oh one, oh two, oh three, oh five, oh six, oh eight, twenty ten, and 2018 uh you find ways to just dominate at at your home club at cook and you know club championships or not you guys have i think have some of the best golfers, if not the best in the province. And I competed against a lot of them in junior golf and even now in amateur golf, but walk us through, you went on an absolute run slash tear for.
2: Well, yeah. And it, and it goes back to, you know, if if you look at the sequence of events, 1994, when I won the Lobstick and then make the team in 95, make the team in 97. uh, And then I, I lost, I remember losing, Uh, in a couple of club championship finals, our club championship at that time from 2001 through to 2012 or 13, it it was match play. It was match play through the whole, through the whole season. And, uh, and our club is absolutely deep with players. And uh, so I had lost in the final a couple of times. I lost to Ray, Ray field uh, in the final. And that one really kind of hurt because uh, we were hosting the Canadian Club Champions Championship in 1999. And Rayfield got the chance to play in that tournament at Cook Municipal. And then I won it in 2001. And 2002, I traveled to Whistler. And that's where the Canadian Club Champions Championship was at that time. They don't run that tournament anymore, but it was, uh, You know, the opportunity was there and I just jumped at it to, to go, but yeah, the the match play for our club championship was so, so intense and tight, you know, and I mean, when you think through the players, uh, you know, I, I beat Ron Stewart in a final, I beat Cam Bergen in a final, I beat David Stewart in a final. Um, Greg Swinson knocked me off the pedestal that's where he got the the uh, showstopper uh, insignia he uh, it was because he he defeated me in 2004 kind of broke my my run and then I, I won it again in 05 06 beat Cliff Sealander. like and, no, Ziggy uh, yeah like I mean our club is just so deep Danny uh,
1: Klughart like like you guys are so <laughs> fucking deep it's it's a joke incredible <laughs> It's not even close. Like there's no other club even close to that.
2: Well, you know, and, and, and we've got a, we've got a group of guys. It's called the syndicate. We get to go out and play. Well, for sure. Friday, Saturday, Sundays, 16 to 20 guys going out every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, We group our teams by handicap low, the low guys are going to be the captains and we play a two ball best ball, two man best ball uh, out of the four man teams. And, uh, it's it just gets keeps your competitive juices flowing, and it's just so For much sure. so much fun.
1: Wow, PA, PA will forever blow my mind. It's <laughs> it, it, you could we could have a Ryder Cup in Saskatchewan, people from PA versus the rest of the province, and it's going to get ugly.
2: Well, you, you and you look at <laughs> some of the players that have that have moved on. Like obviously David Stewart's playing out of Saskatoon, Greg Swenson's playing out of Saskatoon. Uh You know, I don't think we've got anybody down in Regina. Actually, yeah, we do. Um Dylan, Dylan Holmson. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. He's, yeah, he's one oh, at, he's Nip- from PA. He's at Yeah, He's from it. PA. Yeah. Wow. Lobstick yep. champ. Lobstick champ. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> huh. <laughs> <Dude.
1: Always laughs> they're stacked.
2: The yeah. team is stacked. <laughs> they're called.
1: They're the Colorado Avalanche.
0: Yeah. But the PA golfers win though. Uh, okay, Martin, I want to go to the second William Cup team. Uh, you earned a spot after a four-player, four-hole sudden death playoff in Melford, Saskatchewan, home of the Mustangs. Um, walk us through, through that one there.
2: Oh, that one was wild in, in the fact that uh, it, that was only the second time that they were running the amateur without the Wellington Cup team trials. And so it was now, now it was a four round amateur and the low four guys are going to be named to the Wellington cup team. And, uh, so we get going, uh, at Melfort, I remember playing a practice round with Stewie. I shot 68 on the Monday and, uh, I thought, yeah, okay, this is this is a pretty good way to start off the week in Melfort and yeah. (laughs) And, uh, I, I played arguably some of my best golf there. Um, at the end, I think I shot 70 in the last round and Stewie was two groups back of me and, uh, he comes to the 18th hole. I'm, I'm at the back of the 18th green. I'm watching him play and, and I see him, he chips onto the green and, and, uh, and he, he makes this pot and it, it was a birdie. And, uh, and he's just, he's so excited because to him, he had been told if he birdies, he makes the team and he walks off the green. He looks at me, he says, what'd you shoot today? And I said, 70. And, and the, the blood just rushed out of his face and he looks at me. He says, well, we're tied. <laughs> well, if we're tied, I said, "There's a bunch of us that are tied." I said, "There's, there's Tyler Wright, and and it ended up being Ken Franklin was the other one. So it was Tyler Wright, Ken Franklin, Ron Stewart, and myself. There's the four of us all tied for this fourth and final spot uh, for the Wellington Cup.
1: Good thing it wasn't a beauty contest." <laughs> <laughs>
2: So off we go, and, we, and and instead of putting us out number one, because they already had public players going out on, on the golf course, they put us out on number 10. So we go out on the back nine, and in advance, they had told us it was the rotation was going to be 10, 11, 12, and then we were going to cut over and play 17, which is the long par three, and then 18 as the par five. And it was playing a par five that, that final round and uh so okay we got our rotation and away we go stewie is still just kind of uh, he he's he's punch drunk because i mean that was just a drop kick that he he thought he was he thought he had made it and so he ends up hitting his tee shot it gets underneath a tree and i i mean i just felt so bad for him and and he he ended up losing out on that first hole. he he's he's done and so now he's following watching watching the rest of us play and and uh, so Tyler and, and Ken Franklin and myself, now we go to 11. And uh, I think we all three of us made par. We go to 12. We all make birdie. Now we cut over to 17. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, well, this isn't good. This is like, this isn't good for me because 17 is a long par three. And it, it never fails. You're into the wind. Never fails. So I stand up there and I just, I, I bust a five wood. And it it lands on the green and spins back off the green. It comes back to the front fringe. Tyler, he, he hits a great shot, which is again, a shocker. Uh, And he's just, he's young. Like Tyler is young at this point. And, uh, and he hits one to about eight feet. In fact, I, he, he told me just the other day, he says, I was, I was eight feet from the hole. (laughs) And I don't know where, I forget where Ken was, but. Anyways, I'm the first one to play because I my spun mine off the green and I've got about a 45 50 footer and for and and I'm chipping and I I love chipping with usually with an eight iron is is what I'm chipping with I I see lots of guys chipping with sand wedges and pitching wedge I love the eight iron I can I can nip it I can spin it I can do kind of whatever I want with it and I I my dad was there and I looked at my dad I said I think I'm gonna make it. And he just kind of looks at me. My dad was really funny when he me, but he just kind of looked at me. Yeah, okay, whatever. Oh. And uh, so I chip this thing, and boom, I knock it in for birdie. Oh boy! Boom. And Ty- and Tyler just looks at me like he's like, well, what the hell's going on? So that's my good?
0: I pick it up, or
2: <laughs> so he 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 goes to hit this putt, and he's got about an eight footer. Leaves it two inches short, right in the heart. Oh. And Ken Franklin, uh, he, he came up short. Those two tie the hole with a par. And I've made Birdie and I make the team. And uh wow. Ty, we were Tyler and myself were playing together at the amateur in, in 2014. My son was caddying for me that day. And and Tyler and my Tyler looks at Trevor and he he says, So did your dad tell you what he did to me back in, (laughs) back in 1997 and Mm -hmm. Trevor, well, he kind of, he kind of said that he, he pulled one of his chip shots off and and, I didn't know
1: Ty was that old.
2: Yeah. And Ty and, and Tyler, Tyler looks at Trevor. Yeah. The son of a bitch chipped in. He says, (laughs) he says, says, I cried the whole way home.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's wild.
0: old eight iron chip dunk for another team (laughs) martin this is on the label
1: hey hey marty i i got a question for you the uh when you when you tweeted club pro guy yeah were you being serious or were you joking
2: when i tweeted club pro guy
1: about iron covers
2: oh i love my iron covers
1: because the, the all the golf boys were howling about that. <laughs> wow. I love
2: my I love my iron covers. I've had iron covers forever, and I
1: know you have.
2: <laughs> and as long and, as
1: that fucking putter.
2: And some of it goes back to, uh, especially once I started playing forged heads because the forged heads are so soft and 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 i'd buy these irons and i don't i don't tweak my clubs very often i don't buy new new clubs every year and and that sort of thing and when i would get these clubs and back when i first started using them i was playing hogan apex that's that was the club of choice back then and i was i was a hogan guy and and uh and i said i want these things to They're going to be shiny and they're going to look good when I put it down. And I've had iron covers forever. One of the guys that we used to play with though, uh, Bordy Adams, he had iron covers as well. He always had iron covers, but what Bordy had was a set of iron covers. He had three threes and three sixes and three eights or something. So you never knew what the hell club he had in his hand when he went to hit a shot. Oh, tricky bugger. Tricky. Wow. Ricky. And wow. he never hit the same shot. He was, it, Bordy would hit a, a, a boring knockdown shot, or he could hit the high soft one. Uh, Bordy's son, of course, was Kent Adams, who was just a fantastic player as well. Another PA guy, right? And Kent Adams, I mean, he had a terrific run at the Canadian amateur at Riverside.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, Martin, maybe cause you're so, cause you've had an unbelievable career and you're so good. Maybe I clean your clubs, but 98% of people that I used to clean clubs for you had iron covers, <laughs> I would wash the top of the cover and say, see you later.
2: <laughs> the, and that's fair enough. Actually the, the young kids in the pro shop, they, they loved cleaning my, cl- they, they would clean my clubs, but a lot of them just wanted to have a look at the irons too. They just wanted yeah. to see them because it. it I mean, some and guys champ, were so well. Some guys were playing forged heads, and some guys weren't, and and uh, you know it was it was kind of funny that way. But I, yeah, I I do, Tori. I love my head co- my my iron covers.
1: <laughs> oh I'm happy for you, buddy. You keep taking them off and putting them on and all that. <laughs> hey, Drew, Drew brought brought up the uh, PA Raiders early, uh, right when we started. Um, how did you get into the color commentating with that?
2: Oh. That's a, so Brian Munns, uh, Man, Manzi, what, was, so Brian Munns was the voice of the Raiders at the time. And uh, so that goes back to, that would probably be around 2000, 2000, 2001. And so 900 CKBI used to go up and used to cover the Waskasu Lobster. Like right. no other radio station. Like I mean, it was fantastic. They would have a guy up there every day, and there would be live interviews from the players and stuff like that. And so I was on a pretty good run in uh, in two thousand and one, and and ended up winning it. And and he had interviewed me probably three or four times during the week, and uh, and we we got to talk about it, and uh, and then we we were talking hockey because I'm a big time hockey fan I've been at the Raider game since the inception and uh, so later on that year in the in the fall Munzee's walking into the rink I'm sitting I'm getting ready to grab a mocha at the canteen and Munsey looks at me and says why don't you come on the radio with me tonight and, and you can be the color guy uh, Brian Glynn was his right-hand man at that time and and uh, Brian Glenn was sick and and he said well you could you come onto the radio so I did I went onto the radio that night with with Munsey, and and after he he just looked at me he says I knew you were going to be good he says you love to talk and and you're good at it and and uh but he says I also knew that you you knew a little bit about hockey and and uh and I did I I played a bit and I coached and and uh I I knew all the I knew all the coaching staff and all that sort of thing. So it, it was pretty, pretty easy. And then when Brian Glynn stepped down from doing it, Munzee came back to me and he said, how about you come on and, and be my, my color guy. And I've been the color guy ever since. So from about 2002, 2003 forward, I've been the color guy. I worked with Brian Munz. I've worked with Trevor Redden and right now it's Rob, Rob Mann. Drew Wilson was oh, yeah. in, in there as well, but. Oh, you're still doing it, Martin. I'm still doing it. Yeah. Oh, awesome! Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah. No. So, so 2018-19 was obviously a big year for the Raiders, winning the Western Hockey League championship. And and uh, but that particular season, obviously, they were on a on a runaway right from the right from the opening whistle. And uh, once we got close to the playoffs, the radio station came to me and and said uh, because I always only did the home games, I didn't go on the road. They said, "How'd you like to go on the road with with the play with the Raiders for this playoff run? We think it's going to be pretty something pretty special." And I said, "Damn straight! It's going to be something yeah, special." And, and and yeah, I I had the I had the means to 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 go on the road with them. So uh, they Trevor had talked to the coaching staff, and they said, "You know, we're we're thinking of having Marty come along as the color guy and Mark Cabshaw." I said, "Absolutely! No, bring him along. Let's go." so wow. uh, so away i went i was on the road for the entire uh 2019 playoff run and uh got a chance to go to the memorial cup with with the raiders it was pretty cool so that's did you get awesome. a ring then i did not get a ring oh yeah i did not get a ring but uh yeah no it was it that's was cool though that's still yeah, pretty, cool. it was pretty neat pretty neat that's
1: horseshit <laughs> Hey, hey! Have you ever played uh, John
2: Walsh in the in the Lobstick? I have played John Walsh in the Lobstick. Um, the third Lobstick that I won, um, I played the third
1: Captain of League. how many? Four. Nice.
2: Four. There's only John Walsh is the only one that has won more.
1: He's and won four million.
2: He, well, he's won six? And I was close. Uh, <laughs> so i i kind of always knew like uh, once i won my second one i thought you know what i i'd like to see if i can't chase down chase down john so uh you know and then i won the third and uh, but the third one was pretty special because i played cadmus delorum in the quarterfinals friend of the show. And uh, then I played John Walsh in the semifinal to get to the to get to the final, and uh, I beat John on the 18th hole. We only played once. Really? Out of, wow. all, those, out of all those years up at Waskasoo, we we only met once. And that, that is was, wild. And that was uh, the, I'll never forget that finish as well. 18th hole, I hit it into the right trees, and uh, John thought I was out of it, and I hit this little butter fade with my four iron out of the trees, knocked it onto the green and was able to secure the, secure the win on the 18th hole and beat John Walsh.
1: He He's the perfect player for that golf course.
2: Oh, he is so Just good up there.
1: Fairway green two putt. Thanks. Yeah. That's, and that's all you got to do.
2: Yeah. That's all you got to do. I, my, my target, when I go into match play, I'm going to try and make 18, 18 pars.
1: Yeah. Uh, if, that's if, what pissed me off whenever <laughs> I play against you you don't fuck up you just
2: <laughs> i try. It in make, the fairway
1: hit it on the green you two putt and then sometimes you make one and, and all of a sudden it's like 69
2: and right that's, up my hoop and that's exactly what i what i look at doing i look at making 18 pars and and uh if i stick to my plan the uh, chances are i'm gonna i'm gonna get a couple of birdies in there and and you're, you're gonna have that 69 68 so yeah well you do it well Marty, you, I right. have
0: to bring up now. I just texted Munzee and he said, your parents billeted some of the biggest stars and Prince Albert Raiders he's ever seen.
2: <laughs> well, it, yeah, it, it's pretty, it, it's a pretty storied uh, uh, house. Um, so my dad passed away in, in 2006. And uh, prior to that, uh, they, they would board players off and, off and on. Uh, over the years so as I was growing up I you know I was 10 11 years old and we'd have a player come in and he'd live with us for for two or three months or uh, we had a one player he spent two and a half seasons with us and I still keep in touch with him he lives out in Nanaimo and and uh, hooked up with him when I was out there for a couple of tournaments um, but uh, the 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 big name started to come and, and uh, Mike Medano, uh came oh into the God. house. At, uh, at the age of 16, wow. uh, right fresh from Livonia, Michigan. And uh, he was this scrawny kid. Uh, my mom and dad looked at him and he said, we don't know if you're going to survive in this league. Like, uh, really? But, it, oh, he was, he was thin. <laughs> <laughs> so so Mike Medano for two and, a half, two and a half seasons, and then obviously he went on to uh, a, an all-star starters, career. Yeah. Uh, Hall of Fame career. He did okay.
1: He yeah. did all right. He was all right.
2: Almost you know, had a thousand. Uh, so a couple years after that, then they had Dean McCammon. And Dean McCammon went on to play some 14 seasons in the NHL. And actually, I was just texting with Dean on the weekend. So we keep in touch with, I keep in touch with Mike and, and Dean. Um, and then uh, my my dad passed away. And then my, they had started doing some traveling. They got away from billeting a little bit. And then uh, when my dad passed away, my mom said, "Well, no, I'd I'd like to get back into building some players again." So, um, they started putting some some players back into her house, and and so her her last claim to fame now is Leon Dreisaitl, and he's pretty good too. Wow! Who's
1: that? Who's that? Who, does he play for Carolina or or wow. Tampa? Or?
2: Leon Dreisaitl plays. For yeah, the I, I don't know Oilers. if I've heard of him.
1: <laughs> L.A.
0: Unbelievable.
2: So yeah, cool. so and so in fact, uh, coming up this week, we're we're going down to uh, we're going down to visit Leon and taking my mom with us, and and we're going to take in the uh, Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers and get a get oh a quick way. visit with uh, get a quick w- visit with Leon after the game. So
0: look at that! Yeah. that is See, this is cool, why I texted her. Now I got two more. He says basically, uh, you know, you owe him your your whole career to him because he's the reason why you're doing Raider Radio. <laughs> Uh, but also asked um, of all the broadcast partners, who's the best golfer?
2: Who's the best golfer? Well, it is Munzee for sure. <laughs> and he's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is he gets shiny new tailor-mades all the time.
0: He is a tailor-made guy, just like the boys. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm happy I texted him because I didn't know about that billet. Uh, oh yeah. That's pretty cool. That's, uh, Wow. Mike Madano, that guy was in Mighty Ducks. That guy's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, I want to ask your question about the 1998. What is the Mayday Masters champion?
2: Well, the Mayday Masters is uh, it was Maylong weekend. Uh, it, it was always a three-round medal play tournament at uh, at Cook Municipal, and okay. the Mayday we called it. It was the Mayday Masters. And, uh, so at, at cook it to, to sweep the, to sweep the championships at cook, it was club championship, Mayday masters, the Northern and the and the city open. And, uh, so I've ended up with all, all four of those in my repertoire, but wow. some of them came a little later than others, but, uh, you know, the Northern, I didn't win that till 2009, uh, arguably. The Northern is one of the toughest tournaments to win. Yeah. Lobstick is Lobstick is hard. The Northern is one of the toughest to win because it's it's the toughest cut. It's the low 16, uh, you know. So right. you're, you're not you're not sneaking into a championship flight with a 78 or 79. Uh, right now, our last couple of years, the cut's been 74 and uh, playoffs uh, or better. Or better to get into that top sixteen, and then then it's just a grind. It's two matches a day, uh, Sunday morning, Monday, Sunday afternoon, Monday morning, Monday afternoon. But it's an absolute blast when you get to get a chance to play in the final.
0: Question. What? Sorry, Tori, was twenty fourteen the the provincial amateur champion? So the amateurs was that your first ever time winning?
2: That's my first time winning the SASCAM. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I was 51, how, 51 years old.
1: How crazy, like, did you, did you expect to win or did you think you had a chance or, cause you kind of, I, I hate to say this, you kind of came out of nowhere.
2: <laughs> I did come out of nowhere. And you know what? It was, it, it's, it's one of those things like 2014, you know, I'm 51 years old and, and, uh, but the amateurs at Cook. It's kind of the same scenario this year coming up you know, 2022, I'm, I'm going to be 60 years old at, you know, the end of October and uh, but I'm going to play in the SAS gam because the SAS gam is at cook, but well, and you got 20, a chance too. yeah. And yeah, I, I think I've got a chance 2014. Did I think I had a chance? Uh, not when I looked at the list of players, uh, you know, I mean, it's SAS GAM is the who's who uh, of SAS golf. And, you know, you've got David Stewart and, Uh, Tyler Zaba was coming in, Chris Carley was playing some of his best golf and, and Drew Kosher was coming and, uh, (laughs) and, uh, you know, it's, uh, but at the same time, um, it was interesting because the week before the amateur, uh, I, I went out and I played men's night with Darcy Myers, Ryan Wells, and Stu Anderson happened to be here. Wow. and we went out and played men's night and so we got a few bucks on the line and and uh i shot 65 and uh that's gonna work right and, there, and right. i just it was just something felt really really good obviously but something i cool. you know after after the round i was checking with, with Wellesie because Wellesie had been working with me a little bit on the range and stuff, uh, you know, uh, uh, just tweaking a couple of things. And I'm not a big range. I'm not a big range rat. I, I just go out and play. I drive Stewie nuts because I just go and play. I never go to the range. I, I just, I just play. But, uh, you know, I, I checked with Wellesie. I said, Wellesie, I said, I just, I I felt like I was just kind of trapping the ball a little bit. And, and he says, well, whatever you were doing, Continue to do it, yeah. And, because he says it obviously worked. He says that's the best I've seen you play. And so when I teed up for the Saskam, I was, I was, I had a little bit of confidence. I had a little bit of strut. And and uh, the wind came up. The third round, I was the only one to to break par uh, that round. And so all of a sudden, I go from like sixth or seventh place to I was I was the leader. And uh, and it, it was pretty surreal, uh, you know. I went to went home that night, and I started looking at looking at the draw, and and I'm going to be playing. I I knew who I was playing with. I was going to be playing with Justin Wood, and I was going to be playing with David Stewart. And oh, uh, good group. And yeah, that's a pretty good group. And it's not that I haven't played with David before. I you know I pretty much grew up with David. Uh, as david was coming into the game but um yeah did you ever hit
1: did you ever hit first that day
2: (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) no i i didn't uh it i mean i just and then i just went out and just played my game i my again my mindset was make if i make 18 pars you know, uh, I'm Every probably going to be in pretty good shape. And, and so I think I was, I was t- weird. I was too under starting that day. And I, I was mad at myself at the end of it. I was happy. Uh, I mean, absolutely ecstatic because I won it, but I was, I was pissed at myself because I, I shot 73 and I, I wanted to be under par and I ended up finishing even par for, for the four rounds, but that's just a that's an eagle thing
1: <laughs> Marty that that kind of brings back like kind of going full circle here back to the PA thing like PA has teeth like every time they have a provincial championship you think you it's gonna be like five under every round to win but it, it just I, I still remember I played in that and I sure. think I finished third or fourth and if I if I would have shot even the last round I would have been tied with you but I, right. I, I thought I had to shoot five under. It, so I took some unnecessary risks, yeah. ended up shooting 77 and coming, whatever, third or fourth or whatever it was. Yeah. So it's just PA just, it, it
2: holds its own. Oh, it, it does. Um, So Tori, did you win, did you win at the previous year that it was previous time? It was at? I, I've never won the amateur. You've never won just, the amateur. Okay. But you were playing with David and Ron. Oh, and, sorry. Ron won it.
1: Ron won in uh, 07. Oh, seven. Yes, sir.
2: Yes. Right. Oh, seven. Yeah. Been, I, you were on, you were on the team and David was on the team.
1: No, I lost the playoff that year. It was, uh, Ron, oh, David, Luke Sheard and, uh, Tyler Frank beat me in the playoff.
2: No, I three
1: whacked on number one.
2: I'm sorry to bring up those bad memories.
1: So <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I think about them every day. <laughs> Don't worry about it.
2: But great point about cook municipal because, um, you know, even I'm that
1: sure. the winning score, I think was over par.
2: Yes yeah well you know my really good friend Ron Stewart and and I, I said that you know I, I grew up or I watched David grow up on on cook and and really I, I started going out uh, when I started to think that I could really do something competitively I started going out in the evenings and just play some extra holes and like I said I didn't go out to the range I'd, I'd go out to the golf course and I, I wanted to hit. I was going to be hitting driver on every hole because I needed to do that. I, I didn't have that length and, and such. So, um, so in those evenings, who would I, who would I hook up with? Well, it would be, it would be Ron Stewart and David and David was a young 10, 11 year old and just learning the game. And I mean, he was just so much fun to watch even at that age. Um so I started playing with those guys pretty much every evening. We were, we are out playing together and uh, yeah, it, it's uh, uh, you know, cook, I, I go back to, you know, when we hosted, we hosted Canadian mid amateur in 2009, Dave Bunker, that was his first win at a, at a Canadian mid. And uh, he was, he ended up shooting it was right around even par for a canadian mid amateur mm-hmm. uh, and other than the fact that he did shoot 65 or 66 in the final round i mean Drew he, we
1: got we got to get him on
2: he you know, he is so good i played and with he, him in
1: 2010 first round of the canadian mid
2: he is very so next good. year yeah well you know and and what's, what's neat now is uh so so 14 uh, winning, winning the amateur, I did make the decision to not go to the Canadian amateur. I knew my limitations, As you know, I'm 51 years old and I, if I hit it 240, 250 off the tee that I've, I've cranked one, yeah. you know, every once in a while I step on one and I can get a little bit more, but for me, my game is, is, is the second shots. And if I miss greens, I'm going to get up and down or I'm going to chip in. Uh, that's that's how I work and uh, uh so I I made the decision I, made I the conscious. That, eh? de-
1: <laughs> I love that I'm, I'm I want I want to how much can you sell me your confidence <laughs> I, I want some of it
2: so I made the decision to not go to the Canadian amateur that year um but I ended up qualifying to go to Canadian mid and uh so that was my last uh Canadian championship until I went to the seniors this past fall and I get to the seniors. Well, I walk up to the range, and uh, and there's Dave Bunker and and Mark Brewer, who had won the Canadian Club Champions at Cook. Um, and these guys, they, I walk up, and they look at Marty Ring, and I I, I was kind of stunned. But uh, wow, we, how can we forget playing at Cook? Wow, and uh, that was a pretty good feeling. That yeah, was a pretty good feeling.
0: Question. Sure. I, got I, I, I got one last I got to go first. I got to go first. Okay. Sorry. I've been, hold on to this one long time. Marty, I got to ask all, all the championships, and you know, even that the, the run you had from one to 2018. And before that, obviously when you win it, you, you went in 2014 and it took a long time to do it. Obviously we talked about your confidence and, and i I can see it in the game notes here, but, and obviously everything you've won. Would you just say that every time you played in every event you played, you got better or stronger mentally, or just you, you never gave up because to win at 51, I mean, that, I think that's just hard in general. I mean, obviously I, I can't speak to that because I'm not 51, but I mean, just in general, I think that just, it, it showed how you went like this instead of went down.
2: Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Um, it, I, we had a non-playing captain uh, in, uh, in 1994. Five when we went to Toronto and his name was Wayne Joyce. And uh, oh. Wayne was, he was just a gem of a man. And, uh, and so he was our chaperone and we had lots of laughs. I, I could tell a couple of stories about Dean Brown that uh, it, it's just priceless. But um, on our way home, Wayne Joyce gave me a, a book. And he said, I think you should read this book. And it's, uh, it's Dr. Bob Rotella. Golf is not a game of perfect. And I have absolutely wore out that book. I go back to it probably, my wife would say, I, I go to it every year, if not twice a year. And I'll just read certain chapters and stuff out of it. But um, from that moment on, I, I did get into a little bit more of the, of the sports psychology side and the golf psyche side. Dr. Ratella has been the one that I've really kind of hooked on to. Um, I, I think he's, it's, he's got fantastic messaging. It's easy to read. I'm not a big book reader, uh, but I've really enjoyed reading those. And it's something I, and, and back to your point, I think I did learn each and every, every time out and, you know, obviously 14 winning the SAS scam, that's, that's the highlight. That uh, uh, you know, yes, the Lobstick was absolutely thrilling to win and, um, but, the SASCAM, yeah that's that's the pinnacle
1: yeah well speaking of, speaking of pinnacles and honors uh, a little birdie told me on april 30th you're getting inducted <laughs> into the prince albert sports hall of fame how special is that
2: uh that's pretty special um congratulations yeah. that's awesome. congratulations by the way thank you very much and I owe a lot of that again to my good friend, Ron Stewart. Uh, he reached out to me and he says, Marty, he says, I, I want to nominate you into the sports hall of fame. And, and, uh, it was kind of like, really? And then <laughs> we, we kind of sat, we sat down and we started going through it and, and, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And obviously it's going to be a, it's, it's an evening where I get to spend my, my family is going to be able to come out my mom and, and, uh, and and some other friends are obviously gonna be there. And um, yeah, that, that's a highlight. And, and especially uh, just the history of sports and PA is, uh, you know, to, when you look at, when you get into the Sports Hall of Fame and, and you can go to the Sports Hall of Fame concourse, it's at the Art Hauser Center and you see the people that are up yeah. on that wall, it's pretty neat. And from the golf side, you know, Ron Stewart is in there. Pete Laconi is in there. Danny Jutra, Tom Wormworth from the Builders' uh, side, um, and now myself from from Cook Municipal and and the things that have happened. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of that and and obviously looking forward to it. I thank you for bringing it up, Tori. Appreciate Incredible.
1: it. Incredible. Yeah, no, that's what
0: an honor. That's cool. All right, Marty, off to our segment called Questions from the Gallery, sponsored by Rubber Rubberco, Rubberco, 100% recycled tires. We have rubber flooring, rubber matting, rubber ramps, rubber parking blocks. You name it. We got now hockey devices now with a rubber deflector that can use for hockey tipping, blocking shots, goal tenors, You name it. Check out today www.rubberco.com or call today 306-541-9840. It's time today to make the switch to use Rubberco only. And think with your head and choose the right rubber. All right, Marty, handicap and lowest round.
2: My current handicap is uh, uh, I'm a one. My lowest handicap, I was a plus three. Bang. And my lowest round is a 63 at Cook Municipal. And I was playing, I was playing with my buddy, Stewie.
0: <laughs> were, were you close that day to 59 at all?
2: Uh, n- n- no, actually I, I made a bogey on, I made a bogey on number six, the short par four. Oh yeah. <laughs> I made a bogey on six, <laughs> but then I sunk about a 65 footer on nine. So it's kind of like, well, okay, I, <laughs> I'm all right with that. But no, I was never close to 59. Uh, that particular that was on a Sunday and that was the Sunday before we were going to Melfort for the provincial mid trying to think yeah so so that was 2004 yeah 2004 so I shot 63 on Sunday I shot 68 on Monday in the practice round at Melfort and I shot 68 on Tuesday in the opening round of the mid that was a pretty good stretch of three, no three days. Of a week. But Jeez. I I shoot 68 on, on Tuesday at the at the provincial mid, and I'm playing with Brad Phelps. And Phelps, he shoots 63. Made my 68 look like chump change. Like he made it look so simple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, he often does.
2: He
0: often group holy 63, 68. Who's the asshole that shot 78 that day? I'm sure there's someone in there.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, there might have been. <laughs> Rick, we'll go with Rick halbert <laughs> No,
0: no, Rick, Rick. Rick can't shoot that. No,
1: no. We got to shout day. out Rick. I, I love you, buddy. That
0: guy, <laughs> yeah, he's 70 or lower every day. The hey, week. Mr. 59. That Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah, now he's in the 50s.
1: Yeah. All right. I, I I got a random one here for you. What's What's your longest match at Waska Soup? Because I've had a 25 holer. What? Seriously? Yeah.
2: 20. 20. 22 22 when I was playing Tyler Zaba okay and I beat him on the beat him on the fourth extra hole beautiful
0: Marty what is the oh this is a good one here what's your go-to snack on the course or and or do you eat after nine holes
2: my my snack on the course now that I'm 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 mature (laughs) (laughs) Is I I will have uh, I'll have a banana on the front nine and a banana on the back nine and I drink lots of water now, which I never used to do. I was I never, I I'm not a drinker on the on the course. Like I I don't consume alcohol. It's not that I don't drink, uh, but I don't yeah, I don't yeah. have a beer or anything while I'm playing while I'm playing golf. Um, snack at the turn i'll tell you what we've we've got our turn is at the 11th hole oh yeah back to the club homes, i right? love
0: that snack shack
2: <laughs> well and now we've got it we've got an absolutely fantastic cook at uh, at the golf and golf and curling center and he started running a barbecue on S- saturday sunday mornings and we'll have a we'll have a barbecued hamburger at the turn after 11. wow beautiful
0: yeah, there's sometimes when I played junior events there that I didn't want to go like go play whole twelve. You get one of those That's little great. like note things in a hot dog. I'm like, I'm done, boys.
1: I'm out. Marty, Marty in the uh in the, in the northerns and the lobsticks that you played in, who's who's your uh I guess who are some of the guys I asked, I think I asked Coves this. Who are some of the guys that you'd face up against and be like, oh shit. I'm in for one now.
2: <laughs> well, Coles is one. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> um, I haven't played Colin that often up at Waska Sioux. I've played Colin a lot in the Northern. Um, who hasn't? I mean, good God, he's won six or seven of them. Um, Brad Phelps. Pick a Zaba. Because all, all three of them.
1: Andy come, went on a heater there for a couple uh-huh. of years at Waskisu.
2: Yeah. Well, while Andy beat me in the final one year for sure. Um, yeah. Well, you know, and, and John Walsh, I, I only played him once, but I did beat him. So that felt pretty good. Um, you know, Danny Cluehart now. Um, there was, I had one year. I had one year I I lost in the semis. I'm going to forget who I lost to. All I know is uh, I come to the first tee and the first kid up had a bag from University of Arkansas and I beat him. And then next, next round, I've got another kid with the University of Arkansas bag and I beat him. And, uh, and then I beat uh, Kate Johnson. Uh, and we went two extra holes. That, that one was, that one was pretty sweet. Cade's a great player. Great He's kid.
1: a nasty player. Oh, and,
2: yeah. uh, you know, for, for me to, to me, for me to lock horns with him and, and beat him on two extra after the second extra hole, that one was, that one was pretty sweet, but just a great guy. I saw him up at at the McKenzie tour stop up at Elkridge mm-hmm. last, last fall. And uh, he came over and shook my hand and, and uh, you know, asked how things were going and, Obviously, he's uh, he's he's trying to make the tour, and uh, just a great player. But
1: weighs uh, one forty, hits at three forty.
2: Oh, it's crazy! It's crazy. Uh, you know, Roman uh, or Timmerman. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Justin Wood. I'd I'd love to play with Justin again at the amateur, because I mean, I had the chance to play with him in the final round uh, in two thousand fourteen. He's obviously learned a lot since two thousand fourteen um great story there is uh he he went home after we played together in that in that final round and uh jeff chambers was working was working with with justin at the time and and uh justin uh, jeff had told me he says justin comes back and he says god he says Every time he missed a green, he got up and down. I don't know how he did it, <laughs> you know. And it was just, I, it's it's one of those cases where you can kind of drive guys crazy with that kind of game. But yeah, uh, you know, nuts. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, at you know at the Northern, uh, gosh, you know again, it's Colin, Colin Colvin, Danny Cluher, Corey Sealand,er uh, David Stewart. When you know, David hasn't played as often. Um,
1: Luke back in the day, I'm sure you
2: back in the day. I played Luke a few times. I lost to Luke shared in Melfort, Melfort open final. Uh, We had a great match. He played so good the final round. I mean, he was, he he was six under after the 14th hole. Like it was stupid how good he was playing. my my son i've i've gotten to lock horns with my son trevor four times now at the northern and uh, we've had some we've had some good tilts and uh, my wife caddies for me quite often and uh you know the the one year and i i was i was beating trevor pretty good and she says well you know aren't you going to back off? I said, not a chance. I said, because when he gets the chance to kick me, he's not backing off. He's. He I hope getting...
1: you guys didn't get in a fight.
2: No, we didn't get in a fight. <laughs>
1: that'd, be a, that'd be a bad scenario.
2: <laughs> but he, he beat me the last, the last one. And I, I know he had a, he had a tear in his eye. So it was, it was pretty important to him. So it, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but, but he, you know, my son, I don't know, Tori, if you've seen him, lately yeah. but holy does he hit it he uh you know he's wow well, he's he smokes it by me by at least 90 to 100 yards so it's uh we we partner pretty good at the northern teams <laughs>
1: I, I don't want to get in the ring with him i can tell you that much.
2: <laughs> well that's the other part he's yeah he's he's pretty fit
0: <laughs> marty i want to i had two more here my last one's always i want to use for the ending but uh this one here you've had seven hole in ones i believe Uh, walk us through the first one and where all the other ones were
2: at. All seven have been at cook. Holy shit. Uh, And, uh, (laughs) my first one would have been on the old 14. Okay. The par par three, the little par three, we call it 14, 14 a now, because we've kept it in place since we've done the, uh, done the renovations and, uh, But my first one was on the old 14 and my son, Trevor was with me uh, when I, when I got my first one and my last one just came just, uh, well, just last year and it was on number 17 at cook, which uh, I've had two on 17.
1: That's awesome. I can't even hit that green.
2: (laughs) Well, I don't hit I don't hit that one very often. (laughs) I don't know what, it's It's a
1: a a mental thing for me. I, I can't hit it. It's uphill, man. All right. Well, before Drew's last question, I, I've got one from the gallery here. Uh, why do you always walk? And have, have you ever had a flat tire on your uh, pole cart?
2: Oh, I know who that came from. <laughs> I so my my career was Canada Post and I was a letter carrier for 15 years and, and uh, I, I walked, obviously, delivering mail. When I first started playing, uh, my brother and myself did get a power cart and, and I would use the power cart, especially when the kids were younger, it was, it was handy uh, throw the yeah. kids on and I could go out and play a few extra holes, get some practice in, have some fun with the kids. And, but now I absolutely thoroughly enjoy walking. Um, I play better when I walk. I, I can be more relaxed, um, uh, when I play other guys that walk with me it depends on the, on the situation match play, I, I can, I can walk them into the turf. So I, you know, I can, I can control the the pace of play. Uh, sounds a little arrogant, but uh, that's, that's part of it. But uh, I I do love walking. I actually got, uh, I, I've got some, uh, I've got some new e-wheels for this season coming up. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to have the, uh, have the remote out and, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to trying those out. So, but I do love walking. Have I ever had a flat tire? Yes. My rickshaw, Colin Coleman and myself are the only two that have rickshaws with, uh, with air filled tires. And uh, I had a habit of, if I missed a shot, I would kind of, I would kind of nip my tire. And especially with, if I missed a chip shot or something because now I'd be having to go for a putter or something like that. But, uh, so I, I had missed a shot and I went to nip my tire. Well, I, I nipped it and it, it punched, <laughs> it punched a hole and it. it. It, it, popped on me. And, and, uh, so I had a flat tire and that happened on the sixth hole. So I had a flat rickshaw tire until I got to the clubhouse at 11.
0: Oh boy.
2: And I was with Ron Stewart.
0: <laughs> All right, Martin, I have one more here and it's usually how we finish this thing off. I'm sure you've heard this before, but you know all of the success you've had in your career, uh, whether it's, you know, broadcasting or golfing or especially, um, you know, even your career, um, you know, for a young listener today, what's some, some advice for them listening that you can say, Hey, you no, know, you, you got to do X, Y, and Z, or, you know, here's what I did. Maybe this helped, uh, just some young, you know, just some advice for a young listener today.
2: Well, <clears throat> it's, uh, I, I've, I've been really, really fortunate to have some great, role models and some great people that i've been able to play the game with and uh uh, you know when i when i started getting into the competitive really competitive side brian bamford was just kind of finishing off his career uh but i i remember first making when i first made it my first team brian found me out on the golf course to congratulate me and i thought boy that was pretty special for somebody like that to take the time to come out and, and kind of give me some words of wisdom. Um, but I, for, for young people, it's look around, look around your clubs and find out who the guys are that like to play and, and play for the right reason. And, uh, you know, I, I was able to find those guys, Ron Stewart, Colin Colbin. I was able to play lots with, um, you know, we, we've got lots of competitive players, obviously in our club. Um, I had a terrific, golf professional, Danny Jutra, who started working with my, with my swing, um, when I was trying to get better and, uh, he didn't have to do it very often, but when he, when he did, we'd go out to the range and it was a 15, 20 minute fix. And he didn't make a whole bunch of changes. It was, he, he was working with what I had and, uh, what I had and what I could do. And, you know, so you don't have to change the world, um, but, you know, it's, it's finding some of those people, um, uh, to surround yourself with and, and, uh, and look for good company. Um, I, I have to say, you know, I've been fortunate. My, my wife loves the game as well. And, uh, you know, so going back to when we first got married and starting having kids and I, I hear the young guys now, well, they're all worried, you know, they're, well, my wife's pregnant and there goes my golf game. And it was kind of like, well, here's my words of wisdom. My, this is what my wife told me. She said, you can still play golf, go out and play with the boys on Saturday, Sunday. You're just going to play early. You're going to be done at noon. And you're going to come home and you're going to do the family stuff in the afternoon. And, uh, yeah. I was, I was able to play golf and, and she knew that I still wanted to play competitive golf and go out and play tournaments and, and, uh, you know, I knew that she was going to be staying home with the kids and, and helping, helping with the kids. And then once the kids got older, then she started to come out to play. And now I play with the boys. She's playing with the girls. We meet up for lunch and, uh, it's, it works.
1: That's awesome. Andrea, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Shout Andrea. out Andrea ring. Yeah.
0: <laughs> shout out for sure. Uh, man, Martin, this has been awesome. First off, uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you today yeah you're a legend in yourself um again congratulations going in the prince albert hall of fame um you've won a lot i, I want to say everything i'm not sure if it is everything but it feels like everything so um you've been great today i hope uh you i want to play golf with you maybe this summer or down the road uh tory thanks for setting this one up again um yeah i had fun today appreciate it martin
2: well i I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. It's fun to look back on some of this stuff and I I had said to Tori is it's it's fun thinking back to to the stories and uh, but more importantly, it's fun looking back at the people that I've been able to get to meet. and it's people like yourself, drew, but it's people like Tori that um, I didn't get a chance to play that much golf with Tori uh, when Tori was still living up here in Canada, but uh, uh, you know we 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 did know each other through through the Stuarts and, and through the game. And, uh, you know, uh, again, thank you very much for reaching out and letting me share some of my stories. And it's, it's, it's been so much fun. And, and uh, I'm, again, I'm honored to uh, to be thought of that way. When I hear the guys talk about me as the grinder and, and uh, you know, a tough guy to beat, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty rewarding.
1: That's a good pat on the back there.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there it is. Martin Ring, the color commentator for the Prince Albert Raiders and a legend in golf in the province of Saskatchewan and whatnot. Uh, Martin, I hope, like I said, hope to meet you down the road here. Best luck this golf season. And I uh, hope to do this again.
2: Awesome. Thank you very much.
0: Last Mountain Distillery is a proud sponsor off the Hazel podcast. Located and distilled in Lumsden, Saskatchewan. Last Mountain Distillery is a family owned and operated located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan. The heart of grain country. Our success lies in our commitment in producing high quality handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best selling naturally infused Dill pickle vodka, our naturally infused organic cherry whiskey, apple pie moonshine and more. Our craft distilling process brings out f- the full flavor of grain and leaves a smooth finish like, unlike any other. Be sure to check them out at any retailer around the province. Nothing better than supporting local and enjoying a taste for all. Ha! Psych! There it is. Episode 115 with Martin Ring, the... Ring, man, like
1: the wow. ring leader.
0: The ring leader. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that one. You guy's a winner, tell you that much. And he, uh, the, like I said, the build story was cool. Um, going to nationals, booing the cup teams with the downtown Dean Brown, KR. Um, what else is there? Playing with Cobes, playing with his son. Uh, um,
1: 97 hole in ones,
0: yeah, like 63s every day of the week. Uh, he owns Cook Municipal like shares in it like i, I don't know like, there's just now we're just bullshitting but like unbelievable great interview uh tory quick thoughts on this one i know we got to go i'm sorry but we're I, I just i couldn't afford
1: yeah i said i said we weren't having an after show song
0: <laughs> so oh would not get into that quickly
1: keith Yandel, well, Tor- i'm just letting you know that right now keith Yandel didn't dude Oh, we, we have to talk about that real quick. Oh, my God. You're going to get divorced for this. Dude, that is so bad. I felt
0: so sad for him.
1: That is ridiculous. You can't. He was at 981. Let the kid get a 1,000. a 1,000 like, straight. Are me right now?
0: I, I don't know. I love his voice. So when I listened to his interview yesterday, just like, well, yeah. Oh, yeah he's you know, classy
1: about it. He was classy as hell about it.
0: He's a pro. He, he's a pro's pro. Like, he's a guy that gets it. Which sucks though, because I wish I, it's tough. Like, it's a weird spot. You but dude, kidding. 11
1: games, you're not going to make the playoffs. Just tank. Tank and get a fucking good draft pick. What are you, yeah. are you kidding me? You're going to give some college kid a try instead of let this guy play a thousand straight games?
0: Scratch someone else. Like, yeah. Check the game notes, Mike. Let like, coaches, dude, Mike, how, on, right?
1: how many, how many guys are on a starting NHL roster? 23?
0: Mm, you have – no, four Lions. 62 goalies, so 20.
1: 20. Okay. Sorry. My bad. It's all right, Scratch someone else.
0: Yeah. I, I, I felt know. bad for him. He handled it. You got 11
1: them. games. You can tank these. You ain't trying to win. These kids can, they can get practice in the A. That's fine. That's a good place eight, to learn. Yeah,
0: he's practice in the morning with the boys. I don't know. I felt bad for him. Regardless, I probably wouldn't have done that. Um, at the end of the day, uh, quickly here, we gotta go. So the podcast was great, though. Thanks to our sponsors: Nissan, Last Mountain, Cutter and Taylor Maid,
1: uh, Dave Stewart at Molson, Dave Stewart at Big Molson.
0: Boy. What else is there?
1: Oh, so many sponsors.
0: Divot, last- Timberstone. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, check out the Storm game on in Saskatoon. If you're in Saskatoon area, come on down Wednesday night, eight PM at the Rodham. By that it's right across the street from the Holiday Park Golf Course. And then hey, Drew, great night, news! Friday night we're back in Pilot Butte for Game Five. Great news. Four, sorry, what's up?
1: Uh, for my tailor-made driver, yep. that you're gonna send me. Sure, you can just send it to my dad. He's in Saskatchewan, so you don't have to. You don't have to have your rep call an Alabama rep. How about that? Yeah, you bet.
0: Okay, um, Cora, I'm still
1: wait, I'm, I'm still waiting to get paid for doing this shit.
0: Uh, yeah, me too. Tori, have a great birthday. Enjoy it with your family. We'll talk to you next week. Everyone else, will talk to you next week. Peace. See you. Let's ya. go, Masters. Here we go,
1: Masters. Hey, Tori. To everybody,
2: everybody In the game. So I'm coming. Do you want me to bake them? I'm coming. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it.